Well, praise the Lord, child of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another exciting episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The Haves and the Have-Nots. This would be part number nine, and it is subtitled The Cookie Cutter Church. That's right, The Cookie Cutter Church. You know, there is a pattern that is clearly seen in today's modern-day church, and this pattern produces members, but it does not produce disciples. And my friend, there is a difference. The Lord Jesus has called us to follow him, to be his disciples, to be like him, and not just come in on Sunday morning and warm a chair. Well, we're going to talk about that today and a whole lot more. We're going to carry the presence and power of God, and we're going to shake the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So stick around. You don't want to miss it. And don't forget to join us on Facebook and become our Facebook friend. Well, you can go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and you can click on the Facebook page there and you'll find us right there. Or you can join me personally at facebook.com forward slash Pastor Mark A. Stroud and become my friend there and we will be so happy to have you. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled The Cookie Cutter Church right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Let your heart say amen. Amen, amen. Well, let's go back to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Praise the Lord. We're going to start at verse number one and just walk our way down. And we're going to continue in the series today uh, entitled, what? The Have and the Have Nots. And this, I believe, is part number nine. I believe this is part number nine and going strong. Part number nine and going strong. And today we will subtitle this The Cookie Cutter Church. You'll get it in a minute. The Cookie Cutter Church. All right. Second Timothy, third chapter, verses one through five. It starts like this. This know also that in the last days, you guys there, I'll wait for a second. I'll hold up for a second. I'll hold up. I'll hold up. I'll hold up. I want everybody to get it. This is our little, um, this is our root scripture. And here again, we're speaking from the subject of the cookie cutter church. All right. We're good. Matter of fact, before we get started, give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. All right. Second Timothy, the third chapter, verses one through five, reads like this. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse two, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, uh, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, uh, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying what? The power thereof. From such do what? From such turn away. You know, one thing that we can notice here that it says that in the last days, people will be truce breakers. In other words, they will 
they will break your trust. People will break your trust. Now, we understand that on a small scale, people breaking our trust, right? I trusted you and you just let me down. You broke my trust. But in the last days, this is that on steroids. Steroids. This is greatly magnified in the last days. Okay? Understand something because trust is at the core of our society. Trust is at the core of our society. If everybody in the whole country defaults on their loans, what happens to society? We already see a big part of that already, right? Trust. When you go to, when you're driving your car, you see the, the, right, the, the light is red, you trust that everybody's going to stop. Right? We're trusting. When you go to McDonald's, you trust that they're going to prepare your food and it's going to be edible, right? You, you, you trust that. None of us leave McDonald's and go to a laboratory and say, analyze this and make sure that I can eat it. You trust it. You trust that uh, the city water department will have your will have water at least, uh, you know, that you can digest. It may not taste all that great, but at least it should be um, somewhat healthy to the body. You trust that, right? We trust. We're trusting. There's a lot of trust in our society today. A whole lot of trust. You trust when you drive down the road in your car that they're going to stay in their lane and you know they trust that you're going to stay in your lane. Right? There's a lot of trust going on in the society. So when we talk about truce breakers in the last days, trust breakers, that means that there will become an increasing number of people that you cannot trust. You won't be able to take them at face value. Used to be a time when you saw a car, I mean, a man with a badge, you just assumed that he was a policeman. Not always so anymore. People fake that stuff. Okay? And let me tell you this, ladies, this, and, and you gentlemen, this, but especially you ladies, I, as I'm telling my daughter, she's gotten driving age. Let me tell you this. If you're driving down a long stretch of highway, and there is a car that does not look like a patrol car behind you, but it has a blue light in the window, in its window. Continue to drive down the road. Slow the car, slow it. Get your cell phone and dial 911 and tell the operator, I believe, I, I believe there may be a police car behind me, but it's, it doesn't have markings. I'm not sure. I'm on highway, whatever, whatever. Or if you're on a back road somewhere, I'm on a back road somewhere. I am in fear of my safety. I'm not sure if this is a police officer or not. Can you verify? I'll be glad to pull over. Can you verify, please? You slow down. Okay, if you're around a public area, pull into the Walmart, pull into a public area. If you are suspicious of that being a police officer or not. Just because it's blue does not mean that it's a police officer. Now, I hate to tell you how many, how much bad stuff has happened because of something like that. You hear what I'm saying? You get on the phone, you call 911 name, what you're driving, where you are, all of that stuff. The 911 operator will verify. Yes, that's a police officer. Okay, well, all right, well, I'll pull over. But you slow down, okay? You're still moving. I'm not sure of you, okay? She verifies it, and you pull over. If she does not verify it, oh, my God, then she's sending somebody to help you because there's somebody that is masquerading as a police officer. 
Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. So these are type of deceptions that will be here in the last days. How many school shootings have you heard of lately? How many naval base shootings have you heard lately? How many public shootings have you heard lately? Now it's more important than ever for you to hear from the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Playtime is over. It's over. We're in the fourth quarter of the game. There are just a few seconds left on the clock. Are you hearing? So it's important for you to know families. It's important for you to know, dear beloved, it's important for you to know. You're going to have to be in constant communion and contact with the Holy Spirit of God. Because in these last days, people will be truce breakers. Hallelujah. All right. So before you leave home, uh, let me say this too. Before you leave home, it's always a good practice. Now, this is not, I pray you're getting this. As you're leaving home, when you leave home, don't leave home angry at each other. It's too late for all that foolishness. Too late for all that foolishness. Hallelujah. I pray you see each other that night, but you might not. Can you tell me that you will? How many people have lost their loved ones over something just crazy? And the last thing they said to them was, Whatever, I'm not going to go further than that. But you understand what I'm saying. All right? I praise God. I'm not sure who that was for, but I pray that you got it. Praise the Lord. Now, you can turn your Bibles to the book of 1 John, 1 John um, 4, and we're going to get to that, but I need to give you some other things first, okay? So as we're talking about the cookie-cutter church, there is a pattern in today's modern-day church that does not fit with that of scripture. Remember the whole theme of the have and have nots is that we are returning to biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity. And um, the Lord has given us sight and we can see a lot. And I'm trying to show you by the power of the Holy Spirit what to avoid and what to recognize when you go outside those doors. Are you understanding? There's a pattern that is not biblical that is being observed in today's modern day church by today's modern day church goers. And if you're not careful, you will identify with the world's pattern and not that of scripture. Okay, let me tell you this. The purpose of the church is to disciple followers or believers of Christ so that they may become like Christ in the earth today. That's the purpose. That's why we are meeting here is to disciple. That is to teach, to train, to teach, to train the followers of Christ, the believers of Christ, that they may become, that you may become like Christ. Hallelujah. Our purpose in coming today is that uh, we will become like Christ because, you know, what does the word Christian mean? Christ like. Right. But unfortunately, many are failing in that category. They're not producing Christians, those that are like Christ. Instead, we have a counterfeit, and most people call them simply hypocrites. It's a powerless generation that is being produced out of the factory that we call church. But it is the church to produce disciples, to produce believers that are like Christ, to go into the earth today. Church is one of the methods that the Holy Spirit uses to produce those individuals, 
to make us like Christ. So every time you come here in this assembly, as you take hold of the word of God, you should be becoming more and more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Every time you take hold of the word of God, you should be becoming more and more like Jesus. Other than that, this building has no purpose. In many, the church has become a social club. It's become a social gathering, a place to network. For some, it's a place to hook up with somebody. Hallelujah. But the Lord Jesus never did intend that to be the case. The church, if you would, is a factory that produces Christians, those that are like Christ. Hallelujah. In the earth today. And let me show you a few examples about that. And then we'll go further. First John four, first John four, verses 16 through 19 says this. And we have known and believed that uh, and believe the love that God hath uh, to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, help me, so are we in this world. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 18, there is, uh, there is no fear in love, but, for, but uh, perfect love casts out fear because fear have torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. Notice that as he is, so are we in this world. Now I'm going to just um, give you these other references. First John, you can write this down. First John one uh, verse, uh, verse number 10, it says this verse 10 through 14. This is how it reads uh, the King James version. Uh, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and, and his own received him, not verse 12, but as many as received him, have you received him today? Amen. We're going to be talking about this more on next week, the Lord willing. As many as received him to them, gave he power to become what? Sons of God, even to them that what? Believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If we look at this for a moment, here is Jesus Christ, a man in flesh, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Christ, like Christ, a man in flesh or woman in flesh, filled with the Holy Spirit under the, under the power and control and dominion of the Spirit of God. The Lord Jesus was a slave to the will of the Father, and we should be slaves to Jesus' will. I can't get a whole lot of talk, but it's the truth. Are you hearing? Uh, look at, um, you don't have to turn to it, but if you can, if you want to, Romans 8, I'm going to go a little bit quicker. Romans 8, 29 says this. For God knew his people in advance. Now, this is out of the uh, New Living Translation. I love the way it reads it. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. I love that one. He chose them. He chose me. He chose you to become like his son. You were chosen to become like Jesus. Hallelujah. He chose him to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Jesus Christ. We're here to walk in his image, walk in his likeness. Hallelujah. He was victorious, so you ought to be victorious. He cast out devils and demons, so guess what? You ought to cast out devils and demons. He laid hands on the sick and they recovered. You ought to lay hands on the sick and sick recovered. Then the Lord Jesus say in his word, the works that I do shall you do also because I go unto my father. Thank you, brother. I will. <laughs> it's just us. First Corinthians 15, 49 says this. First Corinthians 15, 49 says this. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, talking about Adam, just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. We're born the image of Adam in Adam's likeness. And we know where that has gotten us. But now that we're born again, we will bear the image of Christ. Second Corinthians 3.18 says this. Second Corinthians 3.18. And we all who with unveiled faces uh, contemplate the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which uh, comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Again, it says we are being transformed into his image. So when you hear this, you ought to say, amen. amen, meaning it is so. And so it is. I'm being transformed into the image of Christ. Hallelujah. John 14, 12 says this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me. We said this earlier. The works that I do shall he do also because I go unto my father. Galatians 3, 27 says this. Uh, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Is anybody seeing a pattern yet? First John three verses one and two says this. First John three verses one and two. Behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. It didn't recognize him. Now, I want to bring this point up. You say, well, I'm the great. I know I know the Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. I know God's with me. But why don't they know who I am? Many didn't even know who Jesus was either. He had asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am? They said, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. But who do you say that I am? Only one person spoke out of the 12, his inner circle that knew who he was. So you, oh, you're going to glow like, ooh, ooh. And they're going to know that you churchified, Unless the father reveals it unto them, they will not know who you are. They will not know the power that you are carrying until it is revealed to them by the father. So sometimes the father wants us to go in covertly, covertly, let you get employed covertly. They don't know who they don't know who they hire. They don't know who they hire is going to turn this place upside down with the gospel of Christ. He'll let you go in covertly and do your job and then he'll turn up the glory. And then all the employees will be drawn to you because of the power of his might that is resident on the inside of you. Are you hearing? Shoot. Tell your neighbor, they may not know who I am just yet. But I'm carrying the glory right now. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. You're carrying the glory. Verse two says this beloved. Now we are the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we 
But we know that when he shall appear, when Jesus shall be revealed, and guess what? He's being revealed right now in this very moment. You're beginning to see Christ right now. When he shall be revealed, what's going to happen? We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. As Christ is revealed to you, as his word is revealed to you, as you begin to see him, you will become more like him. And this is what the church is meant to produce today. But instead, what do we have? We have some cookie cutter churches whose job is not to produce Christians, but is to produce members. The whole focus is on getting more members, not making disciples. And I pray, now hear this, hear this, hear this. It is not so much in inviting someone to church as it is inviting them to Christ, introducing them to Jesus. What if you never see them again? What if you never see them again? Well, you've successfully invited them to church, hoping that they, when they would get here, that they would hear a word, praise the Lord. But that may be their last encounter. Are you hearing? Our focus is to invite them to Christ. Now, to do that, we ask God for open doors. Lord, give me an open door to speak into someone else's life. Because we don't want to, as the scripture says, cast our pearls before swine who are just going to run all over, run all over this. Are you hearing? So you're asking God for an open door. Say with me, Father, give me an open door that I may speak into someone else's life. Words of encouragement, words of healing that they may see Christ and give their lives to him in Jesus name. Are you hearing what we're saying today? Hallelujah. So here again, it is the pattern to make members and not make disciples. There is a difference. There is a difference. Okay. So here again, um, it is the pattern in today's modern day church, or we can say the assembly, uh, uh, by and large, by and large, here's the pattern of, of, of today's church. And see if this sounds familiar to you. The pattern is to um, get saved, which is great. Get saved. Uh, that is, give the Lord your, your heart. Uh, be baptized. Uh, join a church uh, where most in attendance uh, give little heed to the message and don't really take it too seriously. Uh, four. Uh, read, they say, well, read the, the Bible every once in a while and pray whenever you seem to have a need. Uh, the fifth thing is, uh, well, they try, they say, not you save, live right and try not to sin. All right. Six, uh, try to, they say, uh, try to help everybody and try to do good. And the last thing that they really, really expect is uh, to get to heaven, be good enough to get in heaven and miss hell. Now, most of these sound great, but unfortunately, this can have very little to do with Jesus. Very little to do with building a relationship with God. You can take anybody to, uh, okay, anybody come and say a, say a short prayer, Jesus come to my heart, hallelujah, and didn't mean it worth a nothing. We can put anybody underwater, they do it every day, it's called a pool. And people go swimming. Anything magical about the water? 
Are you hearing? Uh, people can people will hear they don't mind hearing a sermon hearing a message especially if it's entertaining and if it's short but some take very little heed to what's being said now how do you take heed to what's being said first of all it's the attitude of the hearer because understand you are hearing in order to proclaim it elsewhere you are taught to teach you're being fed to feed. You're, bring, you're being comforted to bring comfort to others. You're receiving hope to take hope to others. Are you hearing? So if you're not hearing right now with the mindset or mentality of, I'm going to have to teach this myself. I'm hearing because God's going to put somebody in my path that's going to need to know what's being said right now. They may not hear it from me. They may, they, may, they may say, I don't like black men with glasses, so I'm not going to hear what you got to say. <laughs> Are you hearing? Yes, 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 yes. No, but they said, but they will hear from you. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, People are worldly. People are carnal. Please don't look at them as being spiritual. That's why God gave you the color of your skin and the shape that you're in right now. Because there is a certain kind of person that will hear your voice. That will hear him through you. Please understand that. I am not for everybody and you are not for everybody. But God has a people that will hear the, his voice out of your lips. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here again, so all of this, I mean, doesn't, being saved, that's a great thing. But for many, that is the purpose. And so they get saved and that is all they do. After you receive salvation, that's just the doorway. That's the beginning. And it's now time to move forward. Are you hearing? It's now time to move forward and to trust. Hallelujah. So it sounds good, but. For the most part, you can do all of this without building a relationship with Jesus. And remember what the word of God declares in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 21 through 23. It talks about the people who at the end say, Lord, Lord, have we done this for you? Have we done that for you? But Jesus says, who are you again? I don't know you. I don't know you. So the, our main thrust is to become like him. And as we become like him, we begin to have a relationship with him. We begin to learn him and to know him. And the Lord will allow other relationships to come into your life for the purpose of you becoming more like him. Are you hearing? Iron sharpening iron. So your goal in life is not just to come to church, but it's become like Christ. Let's say that again. Your goal in life is not just to be not just to come to church, but to be but to become like Christ. That's my passion. That should be your passion to become like Christ. He is perfect theology. Amen. Hallelujah. Now. I already go a little bit further today. We've got to learn to trust in him. We're going to take just a little departure from this before we get to Matthew. You can turn your Bibles to Matthew 28. As we're doing that, let me uh, get the lights for me, Deacon, here. I'm going to show you a little bit of a video, as they say. Video in some countries. But here we say video. 
I'm going to show you a short video. All right, let's get these lights down, too. It'd be all right just for now. Those of you at home, uh, be watchful. Go ahead and hit that gene, and then, of course, hit the live stream so they can see it at home. Jesus, I just don't trust you. You don't trust me? No, I mean, I want to trust you. I just don't. <laughs> I have an exercise that I think will really help. Oh, okay. Stand here and face this direction. Mm -hmm. Now, do you trust me? Wow. And it's very sad that many go through life just like that. Part of the church. You can trust him as long as you can see him. Oh, when you know he's there. But this is a walk of faith. So the church is, is to be producing people of faith that are like Christ. How many of us will trust him as long as we can figure out what he's doing? And that's the only way. Can you trust him when you don't know the ending of it? Or do you have to see how it's always going to line up in order to trust him? When he gives you a command in his word and he says, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. So we're building a relationship with the Lord Jesus. We're trusting him. We're learning him. We're loving him. We're becoming more like him that we may take his message to the world. We're not here to build a kingdom for ourselves. We're here to build his kingdom. And his end game, the Lord's end game, is to have a whole race of people that are just like him. Remember, the scripture says that he is the elder brother. Right? He's the elder brother, which means he's going to have a lot of other little brothers and little sisters. Are you hearing? that are just like him. How can you move in the spirit? How can you be doing the same thing that Jesus did? We got the same daddy. Somebody's going to get that in just a minute. We call him Abba, Father. Because of what Jesus Christ has done, we call him Daddy. And just like he did with our elder brother, the Lord Jesus, our Lord, God, Savior, King, our Master, he'll do the same thing with us. And just as he worked with the Lord, he will also work with you if you would allow him to. Let's look at this last scripture for the day. I think you're getting it. Are you getting it today? Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. We're going to end off here with this great, with the great commission, what he called the church to do. Remember, Jesus said that he would build his church. Matthew 16, 18, I believe, or was it Mark 16, 18? I believe it was Matthew. He said that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is a church that Jesus Christ himself is building. But he's not talking about brick and mortar, walls and sheetrock. He's talking about us. And he is building us as he is the master carpenter. He is building us to look like him. So when the father looks down upon you, he should see Christ. And here's the thing, if you were part of our Facebook friends, if, if you're um, with me on Facebook, you, you know that the Lord is really having me to run a no excuse campaign. You see, no excuse, a whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Whole lot. 
As the Lord was slave to the Father's will, we must be a slave to his will. No excuse. We're here to become like him, to carry the glory of God like him. Amen. All right. Matthew 28, 18, it says this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, what? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and what? Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Notice something it says in verse number 18, go ye therefore and teach the word teach is actually the Greek word meaning disciple, make disciples, make disciples. So he's saying go forth and make disciples of all nations, all nations talks about different type of people groups, different people, all nations, not just the ones that look like you. Hallelujah. We have the command to make disciples of all nations, then to baptize them. Verse 20 uses the word teach again. Verse 20 says teaching them. This is another Greek word, but this teaching means to have uh, to hold a discourse with them, uh, to hold discourse with others in order to instruct them. That is to have a dialogue, have a conversation. Part of teaching is having a conversation. That is, after today is over, after this period of instruction is over, after you have been taught and trained to be like Christ, there should be a dialogue. You should leave this place speaking the word of God to one another. But too often, when the sermon is over, when the church doors are closed, nobody says anything about what was said. How do you get in? How do you get it in you? By talking about it. Going back and visiting the scriptures that you just read. This gets the word of God in you, causing you to become more like him. Don't let it end when the doors close. I challenge you, men and women of God, children of God, beloved of God, I challenge you that when this is over, let the dialogue continue. Talk about it with your husband. Talk about it with your wife. Talk about it with your children. What did the Lord say today? What is he saying to you today? Amen. Give God a hand of praise. We're done in Jesus mighty name. Oh, come on. Let's really praise him. Let's really thank him. Thank him that you are not a part of the pattern of the world. Hallelujah. Thank him that you're getting the good doctrine, the good sound doctrine that is making you like Christ. Say with me, I am becoming like Christ. I am becoming like Christ. I'm formed in his image. He was an overcomer. He is an overcomer. Therefore, I'm an overcomer. He carried the power of God. Therefore, I will carry the power of God. He was filled with God's spirit. Therefore, I am filled with God's spirit. I'm carrying the presence of the Lord. I'm carrying the presence of the Lord. When I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. When I pray in Jesus' name, my prayers are answered. I am victorious. I am victorious. I am victorious in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Come on and clap your hands to him. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. 
just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.